Hello, you are listening to The Saver Spot on 88.5 WCUG. I am Ashley Peterson, the editor-in-chief of The Saver, and today we're going to be talking about houseplants and how to maintain them in a college environment. Today I have with me Vivian Duncan, and she's going to be sharing some of the things that she's learned over the years and in recent times about maintaining houseplants. Hi, I'm Vivian Duncan, and I'm actually the office manager for The Saber, but I enjoy doing articles as well. My background is as a copy editor, and I have come from a background of plants. My mom is a botanist, and my grandma is a botanist, and my aunt and uncle are both landscapers, but needless to say, I was raised with plants. And in my short time in college, which is three years... (laughs) I have accumulated a total of 69 houseplants, and I did do a head count yesterday. These are currently alive plants? They are currently alive. That's what I was going to say is I have had more than that. I've probably had close to 100, but plants do die, Um, and that's just part of it. And you got to just say goodbye and move on and get more. But currently, I do have 69 alive houseplants. Well, on that note, how do you go about, um, you know, first of all, raising plants if you're raising them from seeds and then also keeping them alive to begin with? So my favorite way to raise plants is instead of propagating from a seed, you can actually propagate from the plant itself with some plants. So what propagating is, is you take a piece of a plant. So, for example, if you're propagating a vine plant, so any sort of trailing vine If you just pinch off a piece that has about four leaves on it and then pinch off the bottom leaf and stick that into water, it will grow roots on its own and then it becomes its own plant and you can stick it into the soil or you can just keep it into water and then it's a self-sustaining plant that you really don't have to give much care to. That is very interesting. Um, And as far as vine plants goes, what are some examples of those so that listeners can kind of understand what you're talking about? So one of the most popular trailing vines that people use as houseplants is pothos. Um, And that's what you're going to see on the label if you ever go to a plant store or even uh, Home Depot or Walmart. Both actually have really great plant sections. Um, uh, Other examples are English ivy. The ivies are always super popular, but they uh, usually are used more in outdoor landscaping, but they also make wonderful houseplants. And so do you have any uh, plants that are more like herbs or vegetables and things like that, like an onion or things, or are they mostly, you know, aesthetic, (laughs) if that makes sense? Um, All of my houseplants actually are, using your term aesthetic, (laughs) rather than uh, vegetables or herbs. Um, Back home, I do enjoy growing vegetables and herbs and whatnot, but those typically require a lot more sunlight and care then I have time or sunlight for here. (laughs) So speaking of that, um, what are kind of some things that students may need to avoid whenever they are trying to raise these kinds of plants, perhaps in their dorm rooms or if they get apartments? Well, the main problem that you're going to have in a dorm room or apartment, uh, there's actually two things. One, the main one being sunlight. Most dorms uh, or apartments tend to not have a whole lot of natural sunlight with small windows Um, and just general apartment buildings just don't get a lot of sunlight. (laughs) And plants, most plants, need a lot of sunlight. However, the list of houseplants that I've cultivated and the ones that I have are actually, actually do really well with low sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) The second factor is going to be humidity. Dorms and apartments tend to have 
really low humidity levels just because they're constantly doing the, like running the AC or the heat. And without that humidity, a lot of tropical plants are going to suffer a little bit. And a lot of house plants do tend to be tropical plants. Um, so to counteract this, just be sure you're watering regularly. And some people even will mist their plants, but do be careful with that because if you leave your plants too moist, they can develop different fungus or mold. And you don't want that because then they'll die. Mm-hmm. So I actually have lightly dabbled in um, keeping house plants, mostly on my windowsill. Do you feel like that's a pretty ideal place, or is there somewhere else in your house, or even if you can get it like on a patio? So every plant is going to require its specific amount of sunlight. Same with water, um, and also pot size like some plants prefer crowding in the roots like succulents they like being stuffed into a really small pot whereas other plants like a philodendron is going to want plenty of pot space to grow its roots because their roots just grow differently as far as light goes the popular house plants like succulents and cactuses those definitely are going to want more sunlight so yeah a windowsill would be perfect for that however some of the ones that don't require as much sunlight like san sierva which is also known as like a snake plant or um a mother-in-law's tongue that is going to be perfectly fine in the corner which is really nice (laughs) well it's funny you mentioned succulents and um cacti because (laughs) those are some plants that i suspect myself of maybe killing (laughs) because you know and with Cacti especially, I think it's kind of hard to know when they need watering or when if even it may be deceased. So how do you kind of watch out for that, and especially for those more like desert plants? I will admit that succulents and cacti are actually my least favorite category of houseplants to keep, exactly for that reason. Um, They are super popular right now just because they're aesthetic and they do have that reputation of being really easy to keep. But the problem with them is they're very susceptible to root rot, which is what happens when the soil is kept too moist and then the roots never have a chance to dry out. So they literally rot away and then without roots, the plant dies. And so a lot of people will overwater their cactuses or their succulents, which cacti are actually part of the succulent family. So succulents in general. (laughs) Um, And so overwatering is the easiest way to kill your succulents and that's what I have had trouble with and that's why I have a lot that have died (laughs) how do you tell like specifically with the more like cacti cactus shape how do you tell whenever it's gone so with any plant in general you don't want to water until the soil is completely dry So a really easy test of this is you actually are supposed to put your finger into the soil and feel about an inch deep or two inches even, depending on the plant. And if the soil underneath is still moist, do not water it. Because like I said, that is the easiest way to kill a plant, especially with succulents. And with succulents, they can actually go months without water and be perfectly fine. So I do actually have around 15, 20 succulents at this point that I've managed to keep alive and the ones that I've managed to keep alive the only reason they're alive is because I just completely neglected them and they loved it (laughs) (laughs) so with succulents in particular really 
honestly just try to water them as little as possible but when you do water them soak them don't just put a little bit of water Mm -hmm. really make sure that all of the soil is soaked all the way through so that all of those roots have access to that water and then you can let it dry out completely again Okay, well, thank you very much. Hopefully that will um, avoid some tragedies in the future. Um, And I mean, what are some of the benefits of having houseplants in your apartment or your dorm? Because it might be a little stressful maybe to have this other thing to keep up with, but are there some benefits for people for having these? Well, a lot of people like having houseplants mainly for the aesthetic of it, just having something alive in the room, something green, something that just kind of looks nice to use as a, a piece of decor. Um, but it's also really nice because plants will filter out toxins from the air and improve air quality. So I'm sure all of you remember photosynthesis from way back in middle school. <laughs> and so part of that process is the plant takes toxins and things that we breathe out in and filters it through little tiny pores on their leaves. And then it pumps out oxygen, which is what we need. So it really works well to help with your health as well. Mm -hmm. So we found out that succulents are among your least favorite plants to care for, but do you have any favorites or ones that you think are particularly, you know, either suited to college life or are particularly, quote-unquote, easy to take care of? Um, I actually do have two very specific favorites, and they are Sansierva and Pothos, one being a trailing vine and one being the snake plant. Um, and they both come in a lot of different varieties, a lot of different names, but they are the same plant, even if they look a little bit different. And the reason I like both of those is they are just so low maintenance. I never am afraid that they might die on me, <laughs> even if I forget about them for a couple of weeks. And they grow so well, especially pothos. It's a trailing vine. So if you just let it grow, especially if you position it a little bit away from where the sun is, it will try to grow to reach the sun, making it a lot longer um, and a lot bigger and more full. And then that, again, is a really easy one to propagate. So you can just have an endless supply of plants coming from that one plant. And you can do the same thing with Sansierva. It's a little bit different because it's not a trailing vine. It's sort of just um, these long blades of leaf. But if one of those breaks off, for example, you can cut that into pieces and stick that in water, and each of those pieces will grow roots and become their own plant. And I've actually done that before, too. And the, but that one takes a lot longer to grow roots, but it still does. Have you ever experienced any issues with, you know, small pests or anything like that bothering your plants? Because I think that might be um, a concern for some people, especially in a small space. Pests are actually a really big problem with houseplants a lot of the time. They especially have been a problem for me because in the summer I do put my plants outside, which allows for everything to get on them. And then when I bring them inside, all of those things that got onto them during the summer are stuck there. Um, the most common pests are going to be small. So like little aphids, stuff like that. Um, so basically if you see anything on your plant, whether it's, it looks like webbing, sort of like spider webs, but, but smaller, uh, if there's like a white fuzz, yellow dots, white dots, black dots, basically anything that's not supposed to be there, the best thing to do is to literally give your plant a bath. So 
wash it down and wipe off every single leaf, every single stem, and then make sure you soak the soil too. And then hopefully that would help. But if you're still having trouble, you can look up your specific pest and see about other options. All right. Well, thank you very much, Vivian, for sharing all this information with us. I think it could be super helpful to the students who are trying to grow their own, you know, <laughs> humble jungles. Yes. And congratulations on your own humble jungle. Um, almost 70 plants is kind of crazy. Um, it is a little crazy. <laughs> but if you want to read more about um, what Vivian has learned and is going to share with the students about house plants, you can read about it in our November issue of The Saber. Next week on The Saber Spot, we will be discussing relationships in college and we will be joined by Paige Adams. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Ashley Peterson and this is The Saber Spot. The Saber Spot was produced by Doria Lacey with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communication Department Chair, Dr. Gibson, Dr. Bruce Getz is WCUG's faculty advisor. Thank you to Joe Miller, Saber faculty advisor. Thank you to Vivian Duncan. You can listen to this show and other shows like No Strangers Here on 88.5 FM, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Just search our call letters WCUG.